Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and debates that brings us out to beyond than just gaming. We're not only blurring the lines between gaming, tech, entertainment, sports, and even music, we are amplifying voices from those perspective fields and having their stories told here on the Impact Play. Join us as we record the show live over at Twitch.tv backslash the impact play and by clicking on that notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on youtube or even on your favorite podcast platform you simply search for the impact play however you consume your content wherever you consume it we are there join us on patreon or server recruits and above get the show ad free go to recruits and above have exclusive access to not only the post show but they can even call in to be a part of the live experience plus only access to our VODs and so much more. Learn more and become a Patreon supporter today at patreon.com backslash the impact lane. We are an epic partner, so for every purchase you make within the epic ecosystem, when you use our creator code, the impact play, we get the commission that will help support and further elevate the show and even take us to new heights at no extra cost to you. So be, sh- so be sure to use our credit code, again, the impact play, or one word, and it is not case sensitive. Whether you're pur- purchasing V-Bucks in Fortnite, you- or you're buying the latest... Uh, latest car in Rocket League, or even any game within the Epic Store, we will get a commission out of it, and it'll helps, and that will help. That is just one of the many ways that will help support and then further elevate the show. So, without further uh, ado, I'm Charles Mohammed, otherwise known as It's Yegul. This is episode 128. On the agenda, we have we have Bungie has a lot in store to celebrate its 30th anniversary. GTA Online's next big update, all the winners and announcements of the Game Awards. Sony acquires Valkyrie Entertainment, another outage, even more metaverse news. Netflix cancels Cowboy Bebop, a Pokemon multiverse? USA 269 results are in, the LMB lockout, the WWE inaugural class, the winner of Billboard's NXT has been crowned, David Leslie has sadly passed away. Kid, Co- Kid Cudi is dropping two new albums, the latest music from Alicia Keys, Lil Pump, and more, plus the top stories of the week. So welcome to our very first segment of the show, where we discuss what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, and essentially what we have been up to. If you guys are aware, I am an avid a player of Rocket League, and even more so Rocket League Sideswipe because it's on the go. So, uh, when you're on the when you're on the road, or whether you're at work or on your commute, most nine times out of ten, you do only have your phone on you. And Rocket League Sideswipe is available on iOS, even Android devices. So I have it on both my Android and iOS device as well. I've been having a blast in it. And uh, Rec League, I dabble with it every now and then. And Destiny 2, I will be getting back into it uh, due to its 30th anniversary, which is one of our new stories. Later on, we're going to discuss that. But I'm going to uh, hop into it sometime this week. But I will be live streaming it here on the Impact Place Twitch channel. So be sure you're following us and even hitting the notification bell uh, so you'll be notified when we do go live. But we're going to have definitely looking forward to it because I've been away from Destiny 2 for a while and I'm excited to get back into it. 
let's see. Netflix-wise, I believe I'm almost done with Arcana finally. And I will be hopping into uh, the latest Disney Plus show, Hawkeye. Which I believe is on episode 4, if I'm not mistaken. So you be sure to check that out there, and we'll hopefully discuss that on next week's show. But yeah, I'm definitely excited for it, nonetheless. Uh, but let's see. I think that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, literally. But we had a. Uh, we'll talk about that later on. If I have to get okay, more is cold stream in our in our new story, one of our new stories. But nonetheless, that's about it. Yeah, there's nothing new. Yeah, that's about it. So without further ado, we're gonna hop into the news, folks, and we're gonna start with. Uh, let's see, what's the f- I always get these uh, order confused. But we're going to start with gaming. Alright. Okay, sorry about that, folks. But yeah, let's get into it. Uh, let's see. Found you. Gotcha, right here. And of course, we're going to start with the 2021 Game Awards. All the winners are where we where we were wrong, where we were right, all the announcements, and so on. So, first we're going to hop into the awards. So, uh, Game of the Year, we went with Resident Evil Village, but it takes two took the crown. Games for Impact, we went with Life is Strange True Colors, and they ended up winning as well. Esports uh, athlete, esports team, esports coach, we didn't vote on it because it doesn't apply. But the winners are the following. We have Simple for athlete, Nadis Van Kier for team, and K. Koma for coach. And the, for esports event, we went with the Norm, 20, the 2021 League of Legends World Championships. Best audio design, we went with Forza Horizon 5 and they ended up winning. Best indie game, we went with Kina Bridge of Spirits and they ended up winning that. Uh, award and they also won for best debut indie game, but we went with Valheim, Valheim, but we were wrong on that front. Best performance we went with Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo in Far Cry 6, but Maggie Robertson ended up winning it for Resident Evil Village. Best action game we went with Back for Blood, but Returnal ended up winning. Best art direction we went, we chose Kina. Um, uh, Kina Breach of Spirits, but Deathloop ended up winning. The Player's Choice Award. We went, uh, Halo Infinite won that. Is that one? It's not really an award, but it's, um, it's, I guess it is an award, but it was, instead of the media voting, it was for the fans. The Player's Choice. Best RPG. We went with Scarlet Nexus, but Tales of Always, I think it's called. Hold on, let me, let me get a second. Let's see, Tales of Always, how do you say that title? Oh, that's not what I wanted. Tales of Anise, I think that's called. No, okay, I gotta go. (laughs) Give me a second, folks. I messed up on that one.
Who have I didn't notice that? Let's see. Okay, well, with Tales of Arise. Okay, I was right. Oh, because I spelled it wrong. Tales of Arise. Like, huh? <laughs> that was my mistake. Okay, uh, let's see. Best score in the music. We won with Deathloop by Neon Replicant. Ended up winning. Content Creator of the Year. We won with Fuzzly by Dream. Ended up taking it. Best multiplayer game. The surprise was It Takes Two. But uh, we were wrong on Monster Hunter Rise. Best mobile game. We won with Genshin Impact. And they ended up winning as well. Best narrative. We won with Life is Strange True Colors. But the surprise winner was Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, best action adventure game. That's the shocker winner was Metro Dread. Metro Dread. Okay, I didn't like the mechanics at all, but uh, we we were wrong on Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart. Best ongoing game. We went with Fortnite, and for best community support, we went with Destiny Two. But Final Fantasy XIV Online ended up taking both. Best innovation and accessibility. We went with Far Cry 6, but Forza Horizon 5 ended up winning that, in addition to Best Esports and Races game, which we were correct on. Best Game Direction. We went with Eternal, but Deathloop ended up winning. Best Esports game, League of Legends, and we were correct. Best Family game, It Takes Two, and we were right on that one as well. Best Fighting game. We went with Demon Slayer, but Strive ended up taking the win. Best Sim and Strategy Game. We went with Microsoft Flight Simulator, but the winner was Age of Empires 4. Best AR and VR title. We went with Hitman 3, but Resident Evil 4 ended up winning. And most anticipated game went for, went towards Elden Ring, and we were correct on that front as well. So we were wrong on a lot. So I would say... Let's see, that, that imply so one... Wow, I would say about 78% we were wrong on. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a shocker there. But nonetheless, we're going to hop into the announcements. Everything announced. Uh, let's get out of here. Okay, we already got to follow the winners. So uh, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss reveals the Matrix awakens an Unreal 5 experience. It's essentially a tech demo that sh that showcases the potential of Unreal Engine 5. So it's available for the PlayStation 5 as well as Xbox Series X and S. I've I've gone ahead and downloaded that, but I have not uh, uh, I have not delved, uh, dived into it. I will be live streaming once I do. Star Wars Eclipse was just a shocker. So my uh, I will hop into that later on. We'll get into everything that was announced. So Star Wars Eclipse is a new action-adventure game from Quantum Dream that is set in the High Republic. And it's currently in early development. Alan Wake 2 was was the surprise. The biggest surprise. It was one of, the, one of the biggest surprises. But yeah, it's Remedy's first survival horror game and it's slated for 2023 release. Wonder Woman was a shocker as well. Uh... From Middle Earth Shadow of Mourner developers, Mono, Monolith Productions. 
uh, we had we had a brand new cinematic uh, trailer for new. Uh, I'm sorry, Elden Ring. We had uh, gameplay for Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. We have a first trailer for the Halo TV series live action. Halo Hellblade Two. We ended up getting a trailer for that as well. That debuts gameplay. Arc Raiders is a sci-fi PVE third-person shooter that is arriving in 2022. Forspoken, we got a release date for May 24th, 2022. Horizon Forbidden West gameplay as well. Sonic Frontiers is an open adventure game that nobody expected, and we also got a trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. was one of the big surprises as well for me. Cuphead, uh, we have the Delicious Last Course DLC. We have a release date for June 30th of next year. Star Trek Resurrection. Uh, made by Telltale Veterans. We have uh, uh, the expansion, a Telltale series. is a prequel to the TV, the TV series. A Plague Tale. We got a new trailer that is set for release in 2022. So what was great, also what I liked about it, the Game Awards was Jeff Kelly opened up with a note on in-strip use to know, uh, uh, the, uh, literally that gaming is meant for everybody and any sort of abuse or negativity or anything like that isn't welcome at all. But that, that's one of the main things that I liked. That, that was the, star, the actual star of the show. We got Silent Hill Creators has announced a Slitterhead game. Dune Spice Wars is a real-time strategy game. In 2022, early access. Among Us vents into VR, which I, I, didn't, I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> but I will be released on the PlayStation VR, MetaQuest 2, and Steam. Thank you, Ajin, for that. Like I didn't notice that at all. Uh, we have... New gameplay for Saints Row, which is the reboot. It's slated for August 23rd, 2022. Nightingale is a new shared world survival craft game from Inflection Games, slated for early access in, for PC in 2022. Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I could have sworn that already came out. So I'm pretty sure that was the beta then. So it's slated for March 26th release date. Crossfire X is officially coming to Xbox on February 10th. What the heck was this? Weird. It says I have no internet access. Okay, hold on. So we are back, folks, but unfortunately, our internet cut out for the first time ever since I've been with uh, AT&T. So I ended up doing a couple of things, but uh, then I made a comeback on. I tried to look it up as well. Still no luck. So it looks like it's an outage. 
So our talk comes back on. We will we will be continuing this episode offline, so off of Twitch, and we'll have this, of course, uploaded to YouTube, to podcast podcast servers around the globe, and so on. So without further ado, let's get right back into the Game Awards announcement. So we were just talking about before it cut off on us. So we I believe we talked about Crossfire X last. It's officially coming to Xbox on February 10th of 2022, and the Series X and S. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak Expansion is uh, it, it showed some footage as well for that DLC. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate is coming to PC December 16th, the 40th as of this recording. And Final Fantasy Remake Intrigate was revealed earlier. We already know about earlier this year. It's a PS5 exclusive. That it would be exclusive to that platform for at least six months and back in May. Dying Light 2, we got a cinematic trailer. That showed off uh, the world as well as some of the characters. Warhammer Space Marines 2 announced. Uh, Destiny 2, we got a trailer for the Witch... Queen, which that got me excited, uh, February second, twenty twenty two. So I'm, um, uh, we're gonna discuss that later on, in regards to the DLC, which, I, but I'm definitely excited uh, in playing. That's what that's what got me back into playing Destiny. Not just that, but also the amazing stuff that they're doing with the with the Bungie Foundation as well. So Tunic is will be officially released March 16th, 2022. Persona 4, we have a new Persona game, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax has been announced for the PS4, Switch, and PC. And it's slated for, for release on March 17th, 2022. Rumbleverse is a new brawler take on the Battle Royale genre. Duck v Rockstar music video, we got an extended cut. The Lord of the Rings Golem, we have a trailer. PUBG Battlegrounds is going free-to-play was... I've, I was kind of surprised, but I honestly thought it was free-to-play. But beginning January tw- uh, 12, 2022 on PC and consoles. And it's also coming with a ranked mode for a one-time fee of $12.99. Which is weird, but yeah. Babylon's Fall has a release date. But it does require a constant internet connection to play. For March, 20, March 3rd, 2022. Cicia, uh has a release trailer, window trailer for spring of 2022. We have Ana Perna, which is an action RPG. Have a nice death. <laughs> it's later for release March 2022, which I when I I'm not gonna discuss all my or all my reactions and my takes on. The Game Awards uh, live co-stream that we did, but uh, if you had, if you guys missed that out on on our Twitch channel, because we ended up live streaming the whole event, we were here for, and and we uh, we were a co-streamer. Well, since it's done, so we were an official co-streamer of the 2020 Game Awards. So if you guys missed that out, it is currently rendering now, and will be uploaded sometime to tonight, I guess, once the internet comes back on. But yeah, if you guys missed that out, I'm, it's currently rendering now. And be sure to be on the lookout on our YouTube channel for that. For Somerville, uh, we had a new trailer. Planet of Lana. 
and Off Earth Odyssey, King of Fighters 15. Uh, the second open beta test for PS4 and PS5 is coming. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre online multiplayer horror game has been announced. Homeworld 3 has been announced for quarter 4 of 2022. GTFO has left early access and the full version is available now. Vampire The Masquerade Blood Hunt The Game Awards 2021 trailer. We have a new cinematic trailer for the alternate history game Still Rising. Metal Hellslinger Gods of Metal is an upcoming rhythm shooter game slated for PS5, Xbox Series consoles, and PC in 2022. Evil West, we had some gameplay that was revealed. Google Play brings mobile games to PC in 2022. That's what the announcement it was about. I thought it was about the subscription, uh, subscription uh, thing, but I guess not. In 2022. Okay, and Spotify is was the console's favorite music this year. Uh, has unveiled which music? Uh, I can't really look at that now because of the internet connection, but yeah. Okay, next, what do we got? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use my hotspot. I'm going to hook up the songs. That's a very good idea. But I'm not going to live stream it because, you know, I only have 15 gigs of hotspot. And it's going to finish that up in a few minutes. If we do that, okay. Where's the Wi-Fi? It looks like it might be coming back on because only the power button is on by itself. It's green. So now it's off. Okay. Hold on. All right. It looks like it's coming on. Okay. I guess I don't need it. Hey, you know, when we turn it on in the meantime, then we'll worry about that. Got internet on our PC. And now we will continue. Assassin's Creed Valhalla will require a full redownload with its next week's title update. This one's coming over from PC Gamer. And I forgot to note that the announcements that was created by IGN. The game for Game Awards. Ahead of the title 1.4.1, Ubisoft has warned that Assassin's Creed Valhalla will need a complete reinstall once the patch goes live next week, which means you should prepare for a roughly 75 download on PC. Apparently, you'll see. Da -da 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 -da. And there is something that I have here as well, once I find it. Uh, yeah, the antenna is still out. I thought it came back on for a second. Okay, um, uh, 
they are teasing a live stream that will release some new content as well. There we go. Okay, since I can't do it on my computer for some strange reason, I'm going to read it straight from my phone. So, this is coming from GameStop, by the way. An Assassin's Creed Valhalla announcement is coming soon as Ubisoft has teased that a live stream for the next content update for the game is coming on Monday. In a Twitter post, Ubisoft stated that the announcement presumably for the next DLC will come on Monday, December 13th at 9 a.m. Pacific or 12 p.m. Eastern for those of you in, in Atlanta. The post's text, which is, o- which is only cute that Ubisoft has given thus far, states there is more to see than Midgard and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So now we just gotta wait for anything official. Okay, now we got that out of the way. We're gonna go ahead and what do we got? BMW will help recreate Rocket League in real life for charity. This was created on Engadget by John Fingas. You probably won't see Rackley's flying cars in the real world anytime soon, but BMW, an esports brand, LVL, might offer the next best thing. They're teaming on Das Race Goal, Das, das Race Goal, a Rocket League-style esports platform that has remote-controlled cars play soccer for charity. Players worldwide will steer their vehicles in a real arena while grabbing virtual power-ups and activating special effects. The initial event takes place December 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern, so it'll take live shortly, and we'll be live streamed on an LVL Switch channel if guys are interested in checking that out. This inaugural competition will have six three-player teams compete in Munchen's BMW World Stadium to raise awareness and funds for the United Nations Population Fund Skill for Life program, which aims to improve educate, education and health care for youth in the Caribbean and Latin America. So each team will have an esports player, including members from Cloud9, Fnatic, G2 Esports, and OG, a social media influence and a young gamer involved in the UN's efforts. That's interesting. So, uh, devs warn, do not use Quick Resume when playing Halo Infinite. This is coming over from Kotaku. 343 Industries is telling Halo Infinite players to not use Quick Resume, a key feature of the Xbox Series consoles. During the Halo Infinite campaign, hidden caches known as Majolnir Armories can be found that unlock customization options for the game's online multiplayer modes. So, this includes armor, weapon, and vehicle coding, as well as trinkets like dog tag charms and pre-match. Back turns stance, that said, if you're offline or disconnected from the Halo Infinite servers, which often happens from the game when the game is suspended with quick resume, they won't be added to your game. Team is aware and will be eventually having a ro- retro- retroactive fix, but you'll uh, g- get the cosmetics you have earned in game. So, but they are recommending to not use that feature until they come out with a fix. Activision and Blizzard is added again. And this one's over, coming over from The Verge. A GoFundMe has been created to support employees participating in the latest work stoppage at Activision Blizzard. The latest walkout comes after the company announced a round of layoffs in the QA department of, it, of one of its subsidiaries, Raven Software, which 
right around before the holiday season, which we discussed on last week's episode. If you have, uh, if you missed it, be sure to check that out as well. Uh, so on top of that, there was also something else. I don't see that here. Oh, here it is. We got even more Activision news as well. Time to coming over from Games Industry. That biz by Brandon Sinclair. Activision Blizzard says the best way to address its cultural problem, problems is without a union. According to a Washington Post report, the outlet reports that the publisher's chief administration administrative officer, Brian Balazzo, today, uh, as of this article says, was two days ago, sent a company-wide email asking employees not to rush into signing union authorization cards that are being distributed by employees working with the media labor union. Communications Workers of America. We ask only that you take time to consider the consequences of your signature. Consequences, keyword. On binding the legal document presented to you by the CWA. Bolato said in the email, If 30% of Activision Blizzard workers sign union authorization cards, the National Labor Relations Board would conduct an, elect- an election where a majority vote in support of organization would certify union for collective bargaining. Achieving our workplace culture. Aspirations will best occur through active, transparent dialogue between leaders and employees. Oh, really? Leaders and employees, like you did before earlier? You guys you guys were leaders for nothing? You guys were just guarding your employees' concerns and all that, right? That's, that's phenomenal. Like, literally. They keep going down the rabbit hole. No, 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 but, but uh, consider, consider, consider the repercussions. Of your actions. That's exactly what they're saying. So they're trying, they're trying to convince you not to, not not the employees there to unionize, which is their right. That's funny. Like, like literally. All right. It's not funny, but it's messed up. But yeah. So, we have another article from Kotaku. Several Call of Duty developers have revealed to Kotaku that Activision Blizzard's internal unwillingness to directly respond to the recently announced Raven software layoffs was that ultimately sparked the just revealed broader labor organization effort at the troubled publisher. On Friday, Activision Blizzard informed a total of 20 Raven Raven software game testers that they no longer have jobs after January 28th despite their great standing status. The company paints the layoffs as part of a larger Quote, to convert 500 contractors to full-time employees, which did little to quell employees' con- discontent. So one Raven software tester told Kotaku, the layoffs at Raven were just a tipping point. A lot of energy has been building for this unionization movement for a while now. And that happened to us, and our response to it was a catalyst that really got things moving. And another developer for World of Warcraft uh, stated that the unionization efforts have been planned for months. That's why they're laying off all these people, so, so they don't unionize, even though it's their right as well. All right, moving on. GTA Online's next big update brings back Franklin and adds Dr. Dre. 
Rockstar Games is releasing new story content for GTA Online featuring Franklin Clinton, one of the key characters from Grand Theft Auto V, in lieu of releasing standalone single-player expansions. The company is weaving news story-focused missions into its massive online mode on December 15th. Despite what sounds like a more low-key approach, Rockstar seems to be going big with this one, including Dr. Dre's likeliness, as well as new unreleased music from the legendary rapper. And this one came over from The Verge by Cameron Faulkner. NFTs are coming to Ubisoft games starting with Ghost Recon Breakpoint. This is coming over from Valing, uh, by, uh, on Polygon by Owen S. Good. NFTs are coming to Ubisoft's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, a unique, collectible, and world cosmetic the publisher announced Thursday. I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. Take a look at the health section in your election. She just started talking out of nowhere. Sorry about that, folks. So, uh, let's move it on. Uh, so, Digit as Ubisoft calls them will be their first NFTs uh, playable in, an, in a AAA game. The publisher said Digit will be introduced in break, to Breakpoint's Windows PC versions via the Ubisoft Connect platform. Ubisoft is also setting up another platform called Ubisoft Quartz to manage the acquisitions of these NFTs. Each, each digit is a unique collectible, features its own serial number for others to see in-game. Ubisoft said in a statement announcing Quartz also can be track of its current and previous owners for years to come, making players an, an, integral, an integral, integral part of the game's history. The statement said digits are playable, cosmetics to provide the players the ability to, to customize their experience and complete their missions with style but uh it'll be st they are using tezos blockchain which is a proof of stake blockchain as opposed to the more energetic intensive proof of work blockchains of ethereum or bitcoin but i'm definitely excited for what's to come because they're just doing this as a test with one of their less crowded games and then once it picks up, they're going to integrate it into part of uh, more games moving around forward. My take on, on this, it's fine. It is what it is because NFTs are inevitable. And they're going to be a core part of, <laughs> of life as we know it. All right, moving on. Fortnite, Marcus Phoenix and Kate Diaz are have arrived into Fortnite. So you get an item shop now. Halo Infinite uh, is now is getting Slayer, Fiesta Free for All, and Tactical Slayer playlist on December fourteenth. And there's going to be some changes uh, as well to the multiplayer, as confirmed by Three Four Three Industries on IGN.com by Adam Bankhurst. Bungie's 30th celebration is live, and as fans guessed, guessed it, Halo-themed items are coming to Destiny 2, including weapons based on Halo weapons like the Battle Rifle and Energy Sword. But when Bungie announced its 30th anniversary celebration, the company revealed it will be celebrating all of its past with items inspired by classic Bungie games like Marathon, but the biggest Bungie series of them all, Halo, was not mentioned. Still, fans expected Bungie would honor this part of the company's history, and today the company has... 
so the Halo weapons and cosmetics in Destiny 2 have different names. For example, the Magnum will feature a Forerunner exotic sidearm, or the BXR 55 Battle Battler in the case of the Battle Rifle. These seven weapons are available for free to anyone playing Destiny 2. And the Halo themed items uh, join other uh, Bungie cosmetics, including a Claymore stored from Myth and the Shotgunner from Marathon. The 30th anniversary event will also include a new dungeon activity and another chance at unlocking the famed J uh, the, the Jollerhorn for a rocket launcher. Well, the Halo themed items are free for everyone. The, the Jollerhorn and other exotics are only available to Destiny 2 players who purchase the 30th, 30th anniversary pack. The pack is also sold as separately or as part of a bundle with the upcoming Witch Queen expansion. Okay, moving on. So as explained by the community manager known as Cosmo23 on Reddit, standard edition copies of the Witch Queen and the Year 5 season passes will not include the three new dungeons coming down the line. Instead, two dungeons will be part of the Digital Deluxe Edition at $79.99, with the third dungeon coming alongside the Digital Deluxe plus Bungie's 30th Anniversary Bundle at $99.99. The, bun the dungeons will also be made available as standalone purchases. Oh yeah, moving on. Sony acquires first-person studio system. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Sony has further increased its first-party studio lineup and has acquired Valkyrie Entertainment. Studio will be making inevitable com uh, contributions to key PlayStation Studio franchises, as tweeted by PlayStation Studios head Herman Holst. So, Valkyrie Entertainment has primarily worked as a support studio. Has worked on a, uh, numerous of high-profile titles, uh, such as Forza Motorsport, Halo Infinite, The Batman Arkham Origins Injustice 2, and Middle-Earth Shadow of Wharf. So, pending any last-minute additions, Valkyrie will cap off a busy 21 full of acquisitions for Sony's PlayStation business. So, moving on. Splinter Cell. A rumor has... It's in the rumor mill, I should say. <laughs> no Splinter Cell games in the rumor mill, once again. But, apparently it's stated that it will be in some open world type stealth game. So, as tweeted by Tom Henderson, it's in early development and currently scoped as an open world. Uh, uh, so, like a more stealthy version of Assassin's Creed. So that's exciting for those of you, those of you Splinter Cell fans that have been wanting a game. Okay, looks like we're done with your gaming play, folks. We're going to move on to tech. And we're going to start with the metaverse. Facebook is taking a step forward toward building the, the metaverse, opening up a virtual world app to everyone, domestically in the U.S. This is coming over from CNBC.com. Facebook on Thursday announced that it's opening up Horizon World as its virtual reality world of avatars to anyone 18 and older in the U.S. and Canada. 
present worlds launched it in beta last year to selective Oculus VR users who answered an invitation to join the virtual world. With the announcement on Thursday, users will no longer need to be invited. The border launch of Horizon World is an important step for Facebook, which, which officially changed its name to Meta back in October. In Horizon World, users of Facebook's Oculus virtual reality headset can create a lakeless avatar to wander in the animated virtual world, where they can play games and interact with other users' avatars. So that's about it. All we have for you, folks. But we'll update you with any and and with anything new. So there was an outage uh, yesterday that took part of like part of the internet online, like the way Facebook did uh, earlier last week, I believe. For for several hours on December seventh. I see NBC reports Amazon revealed an automated capacity scaling feature led to unexpected behavior from internal network clients. Devices connecting that internal network to AWS were swapped. Stolen communications. The feature of the fail of the failure prevented teams from pinpointing and fixing the problem. Amazon added they had to use logs to find out what just had happened. But yeah. So that looks like something may have happened if it's not just AT&T, because it's never happened to me before. So I'm going to uh, do my research on that further. So, during the online showcase, Sony revealed a VR headset prototype with a 4K OLED micro display. While it appears to be a wholly different project than the upcoming PSVR 2, the company says it expects the display itself to be used in the entertainment field, which could include other VR headsets. This is going to be over from RoadToVR.com by Ben Link. <clears throat> and lastly, earlier this year, Nvidia promised to release new stock of older GPUs with the current generation of cards still plagued by supply shortages. It's coming through on that promise now. The Verge reports releasing new RTX 2060s with 12 gigabytes of video RAM, double what the 2060 originally released back in 2019. The re-release is intended to give more. This decently priced options for gamers who may be struggling to find affordable affordable cards even on the secondary market. Nvidia said that the new 2060 card should be available today. Thank you, GameSpot, for that article. Now we're done with tech, we're gonna move on to entertainment. So we we had a report that Cole Fairlane uh, was in talks to reprise his role, but it looks like his, those talks went through. On Monday, Variety confirmed, this was carried on comic.com by the way, that Colin Farrell is officially on board to star, I'm sorry, starting an executive producer in HBO Max spinoff of the film, which is expected to re Evolve around his portrayal of Oswald Cobblepot, aka the Penguin. The series was first announced to be in early development earlier this year, but it's unclear if Farrell would be involved. But yeah, he's officially on board now. So uh, this next one's coming over from comicbook.com as well. The next couple ones coming over from comicbook.com. Destiny Danielle 
Cartel has inked a new overall deal with Marvel Studios and Hulu's Onyx, Onyx Collective. And part of that deal is developing not only a theoretical release to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, but also an, a Disney Plus series, presumably spin-off, spinning out of the events of that movie. Filmmaker who directed Shang-Chi, one of the biggest movies of 2021, was already an up-and-coming director before joining the Marvel Universe. Now it seems he will spend a little time over the next few years while also developing programming for Hulu and Disney Plus alike. Venom 3 is in the works. In an interview with Collider, Spider-Man producer Amy Pasquale, Pascal confirmed that the third Venom film is currently in the works. This comes as a few months following the release of the sequel and just days before the release of Spider-Man No Way Home. So that's all we got for you. Confirmation. The cast of the upcoming One Piece live action series with Netflix has shared their first introductions with fans with a new and a brand new promo. Although it was first announced to be in the works a few years ago, the moment and production on Netflix's new live action adaptation. The cast for the central crew of Straw Hat Pirates have been revealed, and our fans can't wait to see how these new additions bring the fan favorites to life. So, the first lineup uh, we have Inaki, Godot will be playing Luffy. We have uh, Kenyu playing Zoro, Emily Rude as Nabi, Jacob Romero, Gibson as Usopp, and Taz Skyler as Sanji. We have a new trailer for The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, Cobra Kai Season 4 trailer has been released. And we have Sword Art Online Progression. Opens in the US box office top 10. And Kai by Bebop has been cancelled by Netflix. And it's coming over from Hollywood Reporter. The movie comes... The move comes less than three weeks after the show's November 19th debut on the streaming service. The Space Western had a rough reception. Ten episode series garnered only a 46% positive critics rating on review aggre- uh, aggregated Rotten Tomatoes. Fans seem to agree, given that the show giving the show a 56% positive audience score on the site, according to Netflix's top 10 site. So, unfortunately, that has been canceled. I should have at least given it like another run, at least before just canceling it head on. But it is what it is. So, Black Panther and Wanda F- Wakanda Forever will resume filming in January 2022. And Lataya uh, Wright will be returning as well. After her onset injury. Vin Diesel has taken to Instagram to provide fans with another update regarding progress on the upcoming Riddick 4. Diesel first uh, made his debut as the... What did we know about that? So discussions relating to the fourth entry in the franchise have been doing the world the round as early as 2014. Uh, so I want to go into this. So he did post something on Twitter. I mean on Instagram. A late night... 
video workout where he continues to hype up anticipation for the film. So it looks like it's still currently in production. That's what it seems. So d- digital creators Bratman Rock, Bailey Sirion, uh, Mark Robber, and Mr. Beast joined Target and Matt Pat YouTube series. The game series as top winners at tonight's at YouTube Streaming Awards. Matching two wins apiece at a celebration of the year's best online content creators was streamed for free via YouTube. Okay, moving on. The Flash Season 8 as newcomer Mika Abdullah as Phantom Girl. And Season 8 created by Jerry Sigel and Jim Mori. And the pages of Action Comics 276. The character has been adopted in a number of animated series from Justice League Unlimited to a lead role on the kids' WB series Legion of Superheroes. Phantom Girl recently appeared recently on the new season of Young Justice Fan- uh, Phantoms. Okay, moving on. This is the next one's coming over from Billboard. Steven Spielberg critically acclaimed West Side Story posted on a subdued opening day gross of 4.1 million from 2820 theaters, 2820 theaters, at the Friday, December 10th box office for a disappointing domestic opening in the 10 million, 10 million to 11 million range. The good news is if those projects hold, the 20th century and Disney film will claim the number one spot on the chart ahead of Disney's animations holder Enchanto. The weekend's other new nationwide release, the football drama National Championship, is getting sacked in in its debut. The film, directed by Rick Roman Roth, grossed 120,000 120, for estimated weekend opening of 320,000. All right, so we're done with entertainment. We're going to move on to sports. The WWE unveils its inaugural NIL class. Has uh, uh, has revealed 15 college athletes who will be among its first to participate in the company's newly formed name, image, and likeness program that provides a clear pathway from college athletes to the WWE. So the inaugural next Atlanta class includes athletes from 13 universities, several NCAA conferences, and four sports in addition to the, to the United States. The class includes representations from Mirad countries spinning spanning from Canada to Nigeria. So it is the first of its kind program, and I'm interested. So it's good that they're doing this. Speaking of the WWE, we have the SmackDown results coming from CBS Sports. So... <clears throat> So, uh, Brock Lesnar returned to SmackDown on Friday to tease that Paul Heimer may be on the verge of returning as his advocate. Heyman is currently in the right 
is the right-hand man of Universal Champion Roman Reigns, who will defeat his defend his title against Lesnar on day one. So Black Lesnar hints at a reunion with Paul Heyman. What else happened? We have Dre McEntry defeats Sheamus via uh, pinfall. Zia Lee made her SmackDown debut by saving Naomi against Sona Deville. Tony Storms defeats Charlotte Flair via a disqualification. And the and the new they uh, defeated the USOs and RK Bros via a pinfall. And Seth Rollins was attacked by a fan. Was even part of the Monday Night Show. And WWE, WWE did release a statement. WWE takes the safety of its performance very seriously. WWE wrote in the statement, the individual who attacked Seth Rollins was, has been turned over to the NYPD and will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. So, so come on. Act respectively. In a respectful manner. Speaking of wrestling, news broke on Thursday that Jeff Hardy has been released by the WWE, bringing his third run with the company to a close. So there goes another one. And now we're going to move on to the MLB lockout. Everything you need to know by ESPN.com. So the collective bargaining agreement between MLB and the MLB Players Association has expired. So they're currently in talks. But it's the game's first work stoppage in more than 25 years. So that's essentially what it is. And now we have your 2021 Heisman Trophy winner, Alabama quarterback, Bryce Young takes the award and becomes the sixth team to go. Tied becomes the sixth team to go back to back. All right. The Navy stunned the Army 17 to 13 in their annual showdown on Saturday at the MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Army quarterback Christian Christian Anderson was stopped one yard short on fourth and four with one minute 27 seconds left to hand the ball back to the Navy on the midshipman 46 yard line to seal it and give the midshipman the honor of singing second following America's game the win is the second in three years for the midshipman over the rival Black Knights so by virtue of Army's first wins over the Air Force Air Force's win over the Navy and the midshipman's upset victory on Saturday the Commander-in-Chief's trophy will be shared for the first time since 1993. Army will return physical possession of, of the trophy. Navy was down 10-7 at the half, but embarked on a 10-play, 74-yard drive that culminated with a tie. Lavatai touchdown on its first drive of the second half to take the lead, and then marched 49 yards on 15 plays, gobbling up 856 in a drive that bridged the third and fourth quarters and accumulated with a field goal to make it a four-point game.
Okay, give me a second, folks. So the chairblazer is Damian Lillard off limits is in trade talks for Philadelphia 76ers Ben Simmons. College football. So the college football playoff is the goal for New Year's Eve. Top seed Alabama will face fourth uh, fourth seed Cincinnati, while two seed Georgia will face third seed Michigan. All right, UFC 269. The results are in. So Charlie Oliveira defeats Dustin Paria via third round submission with a rear naked choke. Juliana Pena defeats Amanda Nunez via second round submission with a rear naked choke as well. Jeff Neal defeats Santiago Manzip. Manzabio will be a split decision with a split decision. Mm. Excuse me. We have Kay Curry uh, of, of France defeats Cody Gar Garbrandt. Sean O'Malley defeats Ro Rolian Pava. Josh Emmett defeats Dan. Ig and we got a couple more here. Dominic Cruz defeats Pedro Manjas. Tai Tovasa defeats Augusta Sakai. Bruno Silver defeats Jordan Wright. Andrew Minions defeats Eric Anders. Erin Blanchfield defeats Miranda uh, Maverick. Ryan Hall defeats Ma def uh, defeats Derek M Minner. Tony Kelly defeats Randy Costa, and Jillian Robertson defeats Priscilla uh, Priscilla Cachrera. And boxing. On Saturday night, two of the greatest boxers of the era stepped into the ring to edge closer to the kind of massive fights that have been hallmarked since their careers at the Madison Square Garden in New York City. Vasily Lomacheco dominated Richard Comey to take a unanimous decision in the main event of a card, of, of a card broadcast on ESPN. And now we have your NFL Week 13 scores. Scorecard. Cowboy defeats the Saints 27-17. Cal uh, the Colts defeat the Texans 31-0. Dolphins cream the, the Giants 20-19. The Lions overcome the Vikings 29-27. The Buccaneers win over the Falcons 30-17. to 
The Eagles defeat the Jets 33 to 18. The Cardinals win over the Bears 33 to 22. Chargers overcome the Bengals 41 to 22. The Rams win over the Jaguars 37 to 7. The Raiders lose to the Washington Football Team 15 to 17. The Steelers overcome the Ravens 20 to 19. Seahawks defeat the 49ers 30 to 23. The Patriots defeat the Bills 14 to 10. The Chiefs overcome the Broncos 22 to 29, and the Vikings overcome the Steelers 36 to 28. And now we're done with your sports play, folks, and we're going to move on to music. Uh, let's see, music, music, music. Found it. Okay. So we're going to start with the unfortunate passing of David Leslie, a musician and songwriter and prized backup singer for Music Legends, dies at the age of 74. Bobert has confirmed. So may he rest in peace. This next one's coming over from Bobert as well. So the winner of Billboard's NXT has been crowned. So the winner is Bronze Avery. Earning the victory over the finalist, Amir Brandon and Sophie Marks. Right? I Heart Radio's Jingle Ball lands in New York City with Ed Sheeran, Lanas X, and self-described Sweet Swifty. Alongside Jimmy Fallon. After a two-year absence, Iron Radio's Z- Z100 Jingle Ball returned live to Madison Square Garden in New York City on December 10th with an amazing lineup. All right. Now I'm going to move on to some new music. So Alicia Keys. Uh, has an, she has unveiled her new 36-track Effort Keys with assistance from Khaled, uh, Loki, Loki Day, Lil Wayne, Swali, Pusha T, and Brandy Carlet. The project is cut in half, outlined by, outlined by an original side and an unlocked side, with the first half being more piano-based. The unlocked half is, is, is the original's half sampler by superstar producer Mike Wool made to create something fresh. We have new music from Just World and Fighting Demons. Rick Ross and Richard Than Ever have ever been. Monster X The Dreaming. Raul Alejandro and Chenko Corlino and Desesperados. Various artists for the Don't Look Up soundtrack. And we also have some new albums that has been confirmed by Kid Cudi that will drop sometime next year. And we have a new album by Lil Pump and Ronnie J. Team up for the Lil... Uh, what's the album called?
the pump and running j 1.5 album i'm assuming that's that's what it's called but yeah and we have new uh let's see what's this all right here it is so we had an amazing lineup for the 50th annual jazz in the gardens has been revealed on friday the 10th and it was announced that mary j bly her rick ross the Isley Brothers, CWV, The Roots, and soon-to-be-announced local artists are set to reform in Florida on the Miami Gardens at our Hard Rock Stadium on March 12th and 13th. So T-Pain, Stockley, Jonathan McRails, Mike Phillips, and Mark Allen Felton are also set to make some special appearances. Attendants will be required to present a COVID-19 vaccination card or receive negative COVID-19. Uh, COVID-19 test to enter. And now we're done with all all that is, folks. But we're going to see if we have any last-minute news stories, discussions, and, you know, anything anything breaking. Let me check that out. Here's something that we have here. If I to load up. Charlie Cox will return as Marvel's Daredevil as confirmed by Kevin Feige. Okay, let's see, do we have anything else? Or right, that's about it. Not that already. Okay, it looks like that's about it, folks. So we're going to move on to the reading mail. If you guys are interested in sending us reading mail, here's how. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, and even questions that you may have for us sending us reading mail on a Discord server by leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash the impact play or even by sending us an email to reading mail at the com. Who knows, we even be featured on a future episode or even a special reading month segment of the show. So thank you guys so, so, so much for, for making the Impact Play part of your day. If you should join our community server over on Discord, just enter exclamation Discord and chat now. Guys, we're trying to lock subs and we need your help. We've been overcoming uh, goals and surpassing them. Literally, our, 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 the only thing that we've been at a standstill is the views. We just need, we need, just need to overcome those to finally unlock subs over on our Twitch channel, and that is our Christmas wish, I guess you could say. So, so help follow us, uh, follow us on our Twitch channel. Hit the notification bell, lurk if you must, because every little bit helps take us, uh, helps us overcome this goal. So, guys, thank you guys so 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 much. Leave us a review if you're on your favorite platform. Have a great folks, and until next time, for our, all of you. Uh, Gold recruits and above over on our Patreon page. I'll see you all on the post. If not, everyone else, have a good one. <laughs>